I've been waiting 23 years to say that. And we're off to the races. I hope you're bringing your A game to this one because, who boy, we got a lot to make up for with this episode. <laughs> Let's right. do it. We're Let's do, do this. it. Welcome to the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. And I'm today Justin. we are on to season one, episode five of the series. It's called Jersey Devil. And, uh, oh boy, this is, uh, this is another, uh, well, last week we had kind of a clunker, and I'm not going to bury the lead. This week we've definitely got kind of another clunker going on. It really was. I mean, the beginning prospects mm-hmm. of it being about the Jersey Devil, I'm like, cool. Until Love the Jer- Jersey it's Devil. not. Until it was like, what's happening? I'm like, um, uh, what? Let's just put it this way. They had, you're right, they had a very interesting prospect to explore with the Jersey Devil and then really fucked it up. Uh, this one was, which is weird, because this one was written by Chris Carter, who created the series and usually writes pretty good episodes. Uh, and it was directed by Joe Napolitano. And it originally aired, hang on, I've got the original air date here to talk about, uh, just as one of those other facts. It originally aired October 8th, 1993. So, uh, let's dive right into it, and uh, we'll try to make this episode as interesting as we possibly can. I also have some uh, fun facts in here. I've got like a trivia page open, so we can talk about... uh, where this show came from later on in the or where this episode came from uh where chris carter got the idea which is weirdly enough uh it was by uh, inspired by an essay by an american biologist named eo wilson regarding ants i don't know how ants play into it but i guess we'll just keep going on anyway I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says ants. I'm assuming, let's just say fire ants. How about that? All right. So the cold open is in New Jersey in 1947, and there's a car driving down the road at dusk. They're heading towards Atlantic City, uh, and the family in the car is singing that uh, bingo song about the dog. And they get a flat tire, and the dad gets out to change it, and his flashlight rolls away down the hill, and he goes after it, and then there's a uh, point of view shot of the dad getting the flashlight, and there's a breathing sound, and as the dad goes back to the car and taps on the window for the wife to, you know, get out and help him hold the flashlight so he can see what he's doing while he's changing the tire, uh, he gets dragged away by something that we don't see. Dun, dun, dun. Scary times. Good opening, though. Um, yeah, it's a, this was a really good, like, 
monster style mm-hmm. like beginning open that I'm usually yep. a huge fan and so of. So then it goes to like the next day. There's a big posse going through the woods with dogs and hunters and police and they find the body and they say, you know, oh, his leg looks like it was eaten off. And then they hear somebody saying, come on up here, we've we've got it or whatever. And they all run and there's a cave and they all point their guns inside the cave and fire. And then we go to the opening credits and that's the cold open. And then after the opening credits... It's FBI headquarters, and Scully walks in on Mulder reading porn. And this is an ongoing thing. This is actually a first appearance of one of the key character traits of Mulder. He loves sunflower seeds, and he loves porn. So this will... (laughs) And honestly, honestly, how is there anything else Exactly, I know. And uh, interestingly enough, though, like uh, when we talk about Mulder's love of porn, uh, as the this episode goes on, there's kind of a little bit of um, we'll dive into it. But there's a little bit of like showing the difference between what Scully wants out of life and what Mulder wants out of life. And the porn really plays into uh, how isolated Mulder actually is in his own life. Um, Anyway. Uh, I love Scully's reaction. She doesn't even seem to read. She doesn't even see. She's not like, oh, God, Mulder, what are you doing? Like she walks in and uh, Mulder goes, you know, he's looking at the centerfold. He says, this lady says that she was taken aboard a spaceship and held in an anti-gravity chamber without food and water for three days. And Scully just says, anti-gravity's right. So implant joke. (laughs) She's making boob jokes. Yeah. And then she says something else that's pretty funny. She says, sorry to interrupt your serious investigation. Uh, And she tells him that uh, there was a body that was found in New Jersey in the woods with its right arm and shoulder missing. And it appears it was eaten away by a human. And uh, Mulder says, well, you know... It's unusual for it's not unusual for you know people to go missing around Atlantic City or body parts to go missing you know maybe the mob and she says no this was like a homeless guy and so Mulder goes through the X-Files and he pulls out the file on the Jersey Devil and tells her all about the scene from the cold open that we just watched but he adds the detail that uh, the culprit that was gunned down that we didn't see in the cave was a large naked beast man who a post-mortem investigation revealed had human flesh in his intestines that he had eaten yeah i know right scully says i mean no scully says uh wait uh nope uh do you have proof of this and Mulder says no the originally autopsy report went missing and so she goes yep well I heard that same story it's just a myth blah 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 all that usual Scully and Mulder stuff so they go off to the Atlantic City morgue to investigate the body and (laughs) there's some yada 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 investigation talk something about bite marks looking like they're from a human adult male uh, a local cop comes in, is mad that the FBI is there, 
there's some more arguing and Mulder and Scully leave and have like a debate about the mad cop and Scully says, you know, you should have just really showed him up and embarrassed him and told him it was the Jersey Devil. So, you know, uh, one of the things in this episode, just like the last episode, I'm going to skip over a lot of shit because there's a lot of just... This this is going to be a short episode because, yeah, because there's... It's a, a, it's lot, a lot of the same. Of the same. And a lot of just... Like, conversations that ultimately don't necessarily matter to the yeah and it all just kind of bleeds mm-hmm. into the same thing uh where it's just kind of the same yeah. kind of arguments uh over the same thing so it's like but then like you say like most of these arguments and most of this stuff especially when it comes to the law or whatever it's all yada yada speculation like the cop is like oh this is a murder investigation that I'm in charge yeah, of. Yeah. You can't come in and just do whatever you want. Like that seems to be the the ongoing mm-hmm. thing always. And so anyway, they when they're back at their car, Mulder's like, you know, we should just get a hotel. We should get some hotel rooms. We should stay here, investigate. And Scully's like, nope. Ah, should yeah. Bang. Well, that's uh, that'll come up later. Um, yeah. Scully yes. is like, nope, I gotta go back to DC. Uh, my godson's birthday party is later on, and Mulder's like, okay, then I'll stay. And he goes and he calls the park ranger who found the dead body of the homeless man, and he goes out into the woods and he's like, oh yeah, you get a lot of homeless people out in the woods, and the ranger does like that whole local guy thing, where he's like, no, no, most of them are scared of the devil, and Mulder says, oh yeah, you believe in the in the devil? A lot of people say that's a myth, and the ranger, you know, is like, oh well, once I saw this like human thing come out of the woods, and uh, I think it must have smelled me because it ran away, and then I found this dead rabbit with a tooth in it that was like a human tooth, and uh, just more of that stuff. And Mulder says, okay, well, I'm staying at this hotel. If you need me, call me, and he walks off into the woods by himself, and then we go to uh, Scully's godson's birthday party, and uh, there's a pretty funny little sight gag of a dog, like, just with its face, excuse me, with its face in the cake, uh, which was cute. Uh, and Skull, and I, <laughs> I made a note here. I was like, "Ooh, Scully just kind of running around being a little domestic is kind of hot. <laughs> like, just running around doing like <laughs> suburban mom stuff is like, ooh, kind of hot." Hey, her her yeah, outfit like pretty that. nice. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going very so, suburban. Uh, yeah. She's sitting there having a conversation with her friend that is not Bechtel test friendly at all because the entire That's... conversation is about, oh, you know, when are you going to have kids, Dana? And she's like, oh, I don't know if I really want kids. <laughs> and oh, you know. And it's like, well, first, first you, you need to find, find a man. A man. You know, all the good ones are disappearing yeah. like the Brazilian rainforest. And how about that guy you work with? You said he's cute. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, really? <laughs> like, this is embarrassing yeah. conversation. Like, I know it's like a real world conversation, but at the same time, oh, my God, it's stereotypical. 
it's so it's so bad like, i know real life people talk about dating and stuff but at the same time on television it couldn't get more stereotypical than this anyway her yeah. friend you know says you know hints that scully thinks that Mulder is cute and then she's like well no he's a jerk well no he's not really a jerk he's just really obsessed with his work and that's when they flash back to Mulder walking all by himself through the woods looking for a monster. And then it goes back to the party and the doorbell rings and Scully answers. And it's the dad of one of the kids of the party. And Scully kind of checks him out and her friend like mouths at her. He's divorced. And then he's. Not even covering know, really the right? phone that and, she's on. And then uh, Scully kind of smiles at the guy and he smiles back. And you leave my future wife alone, Rob. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. And then it goes back to um, the outskirts of it. I love that they specify the time in the it's, there's a little thing at the bottom that says outskirts of Atlantic City, 647 p.m. And um, Mulder's really walking through the trashy part of town, which uh, maybe this was a 90s. I've never been to Atlantic City. Maybe this was a 90s thing, but I've been in a lot of big cities. And maybe I've just never been in the really dumpy part of town, like the really run down part of town. But I've never seen that much garbage out in public just lying around in any city I've ever been in. It's the same thing I said about last week, the last one. Uh, it's such a 90s, tr- 80s, 90s, uh, like early 80s, late, uh, early, uh, late 80s, early 90s kind mm-hmm. of like film trope. Uh, it's the same, like I said, the same thing about the biker <laughs> yeah. bar kind of deal. Like it's so yep. dated where it's like, I, I mean, they're probably, Although, I know there are. Um, like, you might know the answer to this. Because now that I said I've never seen it, but maybe I've never been in the, the proper part of town. Uh, this kind of looks like a homeless encampment part. It, does, like, maybe Skid Row look like this in Los Angeles? I've never yeah, really I didn't, been to I know, Skid Row. No, you of course um, not. But I, I'm just... Yeah, but I mean, there are some areas around L.A. that are like, that mm. are sort of like that. Um, not as big as that, obviously, at least the ones I've seen. I mean, I, I was, know just, sort I was of just looking exist, at it, and it dude, looks like, it just, it just looks like a set that a prop guy went, okay, what does the bad part of town look like? And just started throwing random things all over, like, okay, clearly people would throw out you know this and would just throw it on the street <laughs> like anyway that's beside the point it was just something i noticed um and so Mulder's walking around going did you know this guy you know i can't even remember the guy i watched it this morning and i didn't take a note of what the homeless dude's name was but he you know did you know this guy do you know him did you know him and finally one homeless guy comes up and he's like yeah i knew him uh here let me show you something and, you know, Mulder gives him some money and the homeless dude is, he takes out the crudest, most ridiculous 
drawing I've ever seen in my life of like it's basically a human outline with long hair. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking the same thing. He pulled that out and I was just mm-hmm. like, really? We're basing the idea of the Jersey Devil on like a ch- like almost like mm-hmm. a kid chalk And he goes, outline. well, I found this in the pocket of a jacket I found. But which even more so, which even more so like using that as credence for evidence that there's a thing I'm like you are grasping at the thinnest of straws. We talked about right it on now. this show. Unfortunately, one as much as I love this show, one of the downfalls of the show is Mulder can get reality out of the literally thinnest pieces of evidence you can I could, I could pull a uh, button off a jacket, and go to an area where like it would have some mm-hmm. sort of X file style, like thing. And if he, if this general guy walked up to, me, if Mulder walked up to me and was like, "Oh, I'm," said something that was related to that, I could yep. give him a button and be like, "Well, I don't know. I found this like in the woods like five days ago," and he'd yeah, be like, I know. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> and so, but then it gets even worse because the guy goes, yep, I've seen this. And it's like, yeah, you've seen a scraggly looking woman. You live in a homeless <laughs> encampment, dude. Like, uh, but anyway, Mulder is like, yep. Uh, so you've, you've seen it it's right been here, here in this alley. And the dude says, yep. And so Mulder gives this homeless dude his hotel room key and decides to just spend the night in the alley himself. And so the next scene is Mulder just in the alley, wrapped in, like, trash, trying to stay awake. And there's a crashing sound that gets his attention. And there's, like, this shape that appears. And this is where you really start to get the first impression that this is not the actual descript they're not using what the actual quote-unquote jersey devil is because real descriptions of the jersey devil are like it has like a horse head and wings and all this other stuff wings (laughs) and this is like a bigfoot type thing it's not even a bigfoot it kind gets, of thing. I mean, we'll like, get to that. But as soon as you, as soon as you see it, it's just like you're just like mm-hmm. seriously. Yep. Um, oh boy, it gets worse. It just uh, it's, this whole episode is such a letdown in terms of. Well, here's here's what I have to say. Like after he like basically watches it mm-hmm. dig through the trash for like a couple minutes and then well, chases it, smells it for no him reason and starts to run away he and he tries to. Yeah. Catch it. The most ridiculous part of that mm-hmm. whole thing is he's chasing it, and it's on a roof of a building, and so mm-hmm. he whistles, like his giant whistle, and that somehow causes the thing to just right. look back. Right, and then back. even worse, the police show up, and he's like, there's a man on that roof, and they're like, oh, you're just a drunk guy, and they arrest him as a drunk guy. Yeah. They don't even... He's not, they could prove he's not drunk, although it ends up being a part of th- this whole other 
stupid cover-up, yeah. which is not even a reason to be a cover-up, but we'll get to that. Uh, Chris Carter really loves the cover-up stuff. Like, that's one of his... He usually writes the episodes that are more based on the alien conspiracy and the government and stuff like that. He's really into the cover-up stuff. So... It's not surprising there's a cover-up in this episode. Like, he loves that stuff. But when we get to it, it makes almost no sense. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you know, Mulder gets taken in as a drunk guy, even though he's not drunk. And he gets held there, even though he's not drunk. Which seems illegal to me, but I guess, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and the, the, the grumpy cop from the morgue shows up and... This is another one of those just arguments. It's really about nothing. He's like, oh, you're still here, blah, blah, blah. I could this and that and the other thing. And Mulder's like, well, you, I think you're just covering it all up. Because if people, this is where it comes in. Because if people knew there was like a Sasquatch in Atlantic City, nobody would come here to gamble anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel like the yeah when they said that I'm like I feel like that's the exact well, opposite. Later on of what in the episode, happen. he says the people that would show <laughs> up if they knew there was a a creature here are the kind of people that wouldn't gamble. Um, which is actually in reality is a real thing. Like I know in Las Vegas, they have a like. A mathematicians convention or statisticians convention or something like that and a lot of the hotels really hate it because none of them gamble because they know the odds and they're um something but it still seems like that would not be a thing like if people were like oh there's a, a bigfoot or monster or whatever no one's gonna show up to gamble it's like not a thing but yeah. anyway the whole thing is the police don't want to talk about it because they're protecting the city's gambling revenue or some shit i don't know <laughs> um so scully gets a call from Mulder, and he's in the drunk tank which again still seems illegal to me that they're holding a not drunk man in the drunk tank for no crime at all. <laughs> so weird. And she shows up to bail him out and they go get food and Mulder's all like, she makes some joke about, well, I can see how they would, because uh, he's all scruffy and looks like he's been sleeping in an alley like he was. <laughs> She says something about, well, I can see how they would mistake you for a vagrant. And uh, he sits there and has this weird conversation with her about uh, something. I <laughs> God damn it, this episode's pointless. Sorry, I'm reading my notes and they're just so like nothing is really happening. And Scully says. Well, the, the conversation was like, like. Because they were leaving, and it's like, well, are you buying? And then it was like, try. he tried to convince her to stay. And she's like, I can't stay because I have to be back by 7 because right. I have a date. And I'm like, that's really the only takeaway from that whole conversation is just remember. Yeah. Well, and really the, she has a date later, really and the, that comes the back. The biggest significance of this episode when it comes right down – because it still is early in the series, but – 
by the end of the episode, what the, all this episode really accomplishes is establishing more of the connection between Mulder and Scully. Um, yeah. So he says, she says, you know, I have a date, and Mulder. Mulder asks her literally the most inconsiderate thing he could do. He's like, well, can you cancel it? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. unlike you, Mulder, I'd like to have a life. And he says, I have a life. And she just laughs at him and says uh, yeah. she has someone she wants him to meet as they're driving back to D.C. And so they stop at University of Maryland. And this is another just, God, this scene. Uh, there's this professor with a bad ponytail who bald on top but with a ponytail, which is one of the worst looks anybody can have. I feel like that's super 90s, too. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it is. And he's like, well, every culture has like a wild man myth, you know, Yeti and Scat Sasquatch and blah, blah, blah. And he gives this lecture about how humanity has a devastating effect on other animals and blah and Mulder says something about what if um, something else was on the food chain above us and the professor's like nope that's not going to happen we're too smart and then Mulder is like well what if like some fluke of nature a human was born who reverted to its most animal instincts again a theory based on almost nothing but whatever um, says, like, what if it was, like, a Neanderthal? Wouldn't that be above us on the food chain? And the professor's like, I guess. Um, and Mulder's like, well, haven't there been cases of, like, people raised by wolves or other wildlife? And the professor's like, yeah, but even they aren't cannibals. And Mulder's like, well, what if it was faced with extinction? And the professor's like, well, that would be a heck of a find, but it would be unlikely. And Mulder's like, unlikely, but not outside the... Just yada, yada, yada. Like, just a whole bunch of nothing it's, going on. It's yeah. basically one big circle jerk of just And then it goes to no Scully's reasons. date. And once again, leave my future wife alone, Rob. Um, although I like that shirt she's wearing. <laughs> Uh, white and lacy and a little bit see-through. And uh, Wait, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, stuff about kids and stuff about, you know, basically trying to... Oh, and, uh, you know, I, I have this kid. And you'll see when you have your own kid and what it's like and all that shit. And, um, and then we see Mulder in his office and he gets a call from the park ranger from earlier and says, oh, we found the body of a man that was missing the same tooth I found in that dead rabbit I told you about. And so uh, then it goes back to Scully's date and her pager goes off in her purse. Pagers, kids, were these things. Um <coughs> Where you yeah, basically man. just got a little message on this little device that said, call this number, you know, and it w if it was like Mulder's number, that would be how she knew she had to call Mulder. This was before cell phones. So she leaves her date. Yeah, kids. Um, and she actually doesn't seem that upset about it. Like she, maybe she thinks this Rob guy's kind of boring. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's kind of boring. <laughs> Um, He's a boring guy. And so Mulder has been looking at these pictures of Bigfoot feet and he finds another 
drawing of like a Bigfoot woman that's basically just the outline of a gorilla with huge boobs. <laughs> and I actually yeah. think it's based... Uh, you've seen the... Um, there's like that really famous Bigfoot video, the Patterson film. Uh, basically just looks like the Bigfoot in that video. Like a crude tracing of that Bigfoot. But anyway... And he says, what if we're not looking for yeah. a beast man? And it's <laughs> whatever. I I think it's hilarious that he's going through like those photos and it comes through basically the Bigfoot photo uh-huh. with just boobs. And he's just like, wait a minute. You know, it's a Bigfoot outline with boobs. Then the park ranger calls and says, we found a man. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, maybe we're looking for a woman because this drawing has boobs. <laughs> By the way, Jersey Devil, not a Bigfoot. They still, this is all terribly yeah. wrong. Anyway, they go to the morgue and the body isn't there. And the park ranger's like, what? Well, doesn't make sense. Where, where would it be? And Mulder's like, well, the city's trying to sweep it under the rug to protect the tourism. Still doesn't make sense, but whatever. So they go back to the building where Mulder saw the creature earlier and they bring like a tranquilizer gun and they're going to try to. Which, P.S., that's a really weird guess. It's like, okay, so you went to the building you last saw and you're already making the assumption that that's where yeah, it Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. And. <clears throat> It's like, I'm like, okay, cool, you go, I understand if you're going there to mm-hmm. see if there's any traces or whatever, but the their whole assumption is like, oh, it's on that, if last time I saw it, it was on that building, mm-hmm. that means it lives here. And this whole next part of the episode is so, like, it's, it's a bunch of crash cuts of a bunch of different things happening, and it's a very long, uneventful, looking through this building scene. Like, the police show really up, is. and they're like, like why no is there a point. park ranger here? So they called the SWAT team, and the <laughs> professor guy <laughs> finds blood, and the SWAT team shows up, and searching, and th- this is literally my notes, searching for creature, searching for creature, tension, dramatic music, Mondor, uh, Mulder ponders the life of the creature, SWAT team comes in while Mulder and Scully talk about human nature. Police guy from earlier finds park ranger and professor, ask if they know Mulder. They say no, so Mulder and Scully go away, searching, 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 tension, tension, dramatic music, brief sighting of the thing, chase scene, police police chase, more brief sightings, chase, 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 dramatic music. I love it. That's the it's is so That's cut and dry. And so it, true. It takes up a big chunk. Like I'm watching it, going, "This is a, this is a it's big ten minutes. chunk of this episode with literally just crash cuts of people looking around a building." <laughs> the funniest, the funniest part of all those crash cuts is like mm-hmm. Scully looks outside. At Mulder running through, just walking mm-hmm. through like pipes and stuff, then causes Scully to pull her gun to follow him. And the way they set it up seems like Scully is just gonna go grab Mulder. Um, it's just like, wait, what? 
finally, after all this shit, like Mulder's in a dark room and the creature jumps on him and knocks him down. And we finally get a good look at her and she's literally just a dirty woman with long hair, which is so fucking boring. Like, uh, But she's also yeah. kind of weirdly hot. So there's that. Uh, well, you well do I mean, you. if she took a shower, you know, maybe she'd be all right. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily want her all dirty. But um, anyway, Scully shows up and she scares the cave woman away. And then there's like this pandemonium scene where Mulder's in the back of an ambulance and chaos is happening outside and Scully's trying to get jurisdiction and the SWAT is like, we have her cornered in the building and she jumps out the window and goes into the woods and more chasing happens where Park Ranger, Professor Mulder and Scully go into the woods to try to beat the SWAT team there. And they shoot her with a trank dart, and as they try to get to her, the police get to her first, and there's gunshots, and she's shot dead. <laughs> so, very nothing, and Mulder says, well, why'd you have to shoot her? And the police guy is like, the same reason you have to shoot a rabid dog. And I'm like, none of this makes sense, but okay. Like, yeah, I know she attacks yeah, somebody, but I get, I don't know. Anywho... It goes back to Mulder's office and he, you know, files the case away and Scully comes in and says, yep, she definitely ate some people. There's like human bone in her digestive system, uh, but she's a pretty modern woman. Nothing about her bone structure suggests she's some kind of like surviving Neanderthal or whatever. Oh, and by the way, there's evidence she gave birth. So Mulder jumps up to go to some meeting. And this is really basically what the whole episode was building towards, which they could have found a more interesting way to get there. But it's, uh, it's Scully going, Mulder, will you do me a favor? Will you just go out and have a beer? Will you take the day off? I'll cover for you. Just take some time for yourself. And Mulder's like, nope, got an appointment. Bye. And the phone rings and it's for Scully. And it's her date from earlier wondering if she wants to go to Cirque du Soleil. And she says no. She goes with Mulder instead, which is sweet. And uh, that's basically the point of the whole episode is Scully realizes that maybe she doesn't want a boring domestic life. Maybe she wants to keep <coughs> Mulder company instead. <laughs> What I do find hilarious, and I, I, I really, uh, I, mm -hmm. I rolled my eyes, was like, like the scene after that is a man and his son walking through the woods talking about the mm -hmm. story of the Jersey Devil, and then a dirty, like, I'm assuming yep. the child of the child the, of the cave people going just pops up, and I'm like, yep. oh come on, it's yeah. So that's the end of that episode. <laughs> that's. We find, yeah. Um, just some quick facts about it. Um, Chris Carter decided, for whatever reason, that he didn't want it to be a Bigfoot-like creature, but he also didn't want it to be the regular Jersey Devil. And so, what yep, was the human? He just wanted it Got to be it. like a weird, wild human. So, yeah, weird. That's all I've got for that one. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. <laughs> this episode is... who boy. It's flat. It's so flat. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I gave like on a letter grading system, I give this probably yeah i was actually thinking in the c minus d plus range as well it's yeah it it's there's another one down the line that um i do consider pretty close to being the worst episode maybe the worst episode of the series but this is not far behind it this is pretty bad (laughs) um (laughs) luckily though next week we are going to get to the episode shadows which is a pretty dang good one and it's written by two guys uh glenn morgan and james wong we've already talked about them a little bit on the show they write some of the best episodes of the series so next week's episode is called shadows and i promise it's better (laughs) yes yep i can't Um, wait so yeah, we'll get to that next week. But for now, I guess that's about all. We don't. We've. I was gonna say we could do final thoughts, but I think we've really hit on just about everything there is to say about this episode. It's pretty really much. Thin. So this one will be short, and we won't have anything more to say. And we'll be back next week, I guess. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm down. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. 